Thank you for tuning in to the Restaurant Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, TK. Today's episode is about how to interview for soft skills. What are some things that you should look for in your next great hire? Stay tuned. All right. I hope everyone's having a great week so far. Um, TK here. I'm happy to be back with y'all. Uh, soft skills. Why are they so important? What is the purpose of interviewing for them versus hard skills in an interview? And is it really worth my time? Let me tell you, since the day I was a GM at 18, I always knew that interviewing for just to, you know, experience it, it wasn't working. It felt unnatural because I felt like people just gave you the answers that they think you want to hear. And, you know, if you ask somebody, you know, if they've ever missed a day at their last job, they're going to say no, you know, or they may tell, you know, a slight truth and say, oh, just one or two days, but I brought doctor's notes in, you know, there were, you know, there's, there's things that happen. People lie. But soft skill questions, they allow you to extract information without it feeling so forced and without a clear indication on what you are looking for. It also allows you to see you know, how someone works, what they think, what their thought process is, and how they are as a person. Now, I've got 10 interview questions here um, that I'm going to go over, but before that, we need to understand exactly what soft skills are and what's the difference between those and hard skills. Soft skills consist of someone's communication skills, their social skills, and their personal attributes, their personality. Interviewing with soft skill questions allow you to see their personality traits and to see if they're going to fit in with the rest of your team. Hard skills are those skills that can be taught. Okay. Things such as flipping a pancake or serving a drink that can be taught. There are literal step-by-step guides on how to do that. Things that are soft skills are things such as integrity Dependability, how someone works with others. Are they willing to learn and change and adapt? Uh, Do they have critical thinking skills? I mean, there's so much in there. There's things you can't teach. And when you interview somebody, you want to look for someone that's positive, that has a good forward attitude, that's active in their personal life, that wants to always and consistently learn and do good. And you can tell when someone is a legitimate good person. And these 10 questions I've got for you guys to use today um, are going to help draw that out. Number one, can you discuss, oh, let's take this back for a second and let's tell you about my number one question. Whenever I have an interviewee, um, we sit down and I offer a drink and I always, always, always thank them for taking time to come chat with me today. I'd never say interview or I say, thank you for taking time to come talk with me. I, you want to leave the interview question, the interview term out of your discussion. Okay. This I feel helps personalize the interview a little bit and it sets that tone that, Hey, we're really just going to be talking and having a conversation. Um, it's going to feel like it and I'm going to get what I need and you're going to give me information you didn't know you were giving me. And uh, we're going to really see if we're going to be a good fit. And honestly, 
it sounds like, you know, manipulation or what have you. But in reality, you're doing both of yourselves a favor because if their personality traits are really going to conflict with your teams, you know, it's in the long run, they're not going to like their job. You're not going to like it, them working for you. I mean, it's going to, it's this long road. Um, and when we sit down, I introduce myself and I say, okay, tell me everything I need to know about John Doe. And you know, it's your name. And uh, you'd be surprised what people will tell you. People will tell you everything. They love talking about themselves. It helps ease the anxiety and those nerves. Um, typically, the teenagers and the younger ones will, you know, get all shy and say, well, I don't know. And that's when you need to start pushing and asking, you know, what are you doing in your free time? All that kind of stuff. But you'll learn so much just by that simple question. And then from there, you can pivot the conversation into, you know, whatever segue you go into. Now, remember when, when they say these things and you find something intriguing, repeat it back. Oh, so you, wow, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, I have kids myself. Now you can't ask certain questions in the interview, but they can absolutely give you the information if you don't ask it directly. Things such as, you know, family or religion or political, you can't ask those things, but if they want to willingly give the information, you're in the clear. After that, uh, you can dive into one of these 10 questions I've got. I've used them all uh, in real life <laughs> and um, they do work. Uh, I might have worded them a little differently, but you get the point. And I'll, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but I will post the Indeed article into the show notes so you guys can look at this later if you're driving or at the gym or whatever. Uh, the first question is Can you discuss a time where you had to manage your team through a difficult situation? This is awesome because it's going to allow you to see um, if they really are that person that takes lead and charge and you're going to understand where they're at on their leadership scale. And it's also going to allow you to see how they communicate with others and what their judgment call is and also what they consider a difficult situation. Number two, how do you prioritize your tasks when you have multiple deadlines to meet? Uh, this is amazing because it allows you to see their organizational skills, what their brain does to organize and uh, dictate how they approach a deadline and how they meet that deadline. And uh, it allows you to also see um, how they use the tools that they have to meet those. A lot of great stuff in number two. Number three, what is the most significant problem you solve in the workplace? Another awesome one because it allows you to see their approach to solving problems, what they consider a significant problem. And it also allows you to see if they really did help find a solution and a positive outcome. Number four, how do you explain new topics to coworkers unfamiliar with them? I always just reword this one and say, how do you teach someone a new thing? Something they've never done before. This is a great one to see their training skills, see if they understand how to teach an adult something new because it is very different than teaching children. Um, it allows you to see you know, how they communicate also with their team and their coworkers. Number five, describe a situation where results went against expectations. How did you adapt to this change? Give me an example of something that was a good idea at the start, but turned out not so great. What did you do after? I mean, that, there's several ways to reword number five. Um, this is amazing because it, it tells you their stress level 
um, threshold, and it also tells you how they react to failure and what they do to correct that in the future. Number six, what are your actions if employees disagree with your decision? I would reword this and say, how would you approach an employee disagreeing with one of your actions, with your decision? This will tell you, number one, how they react to resistance, because there will be resistance no matter what type of team you have. You're going to have people that will kind of keep you in check, and it's important to keep your ego at bay, and this tells you about their ego right here. It also tells you how they settle conflicts with somebody. Are they adults, and do they you know, pull them into the office and talk with them on the side, or do they yell at them in front of everybody? I mean, you're going to be able to see um, how someone reacts in that situation just by that question. Number seven, name three of your most important considerations when working for an employer. Also, what are three things you look for when you switch employers? What do you look for in a job? This is going to tell you what their core values are. This is going to tell you if you truly do mesh together. And if this is a person that's energetic and positive and has a good outlook on life, probably pairs well with your values and you can kind of put those two together in the interview and say wow that's crazy because it sounds like your core values are a lot like the core values we have here at this restaurant and then you can label out your core values and then this will solidify their decision and saying you know this, this is a good spot for me we think alike number eight highlight a situation where you had to make a decision without managerial supervision how did you approach the situation and who else did you speak with or also you can say, tell me about a time where you had to uh, act and make a decision, but no one was around to approve it. You just did it on intuition and initiative. This is going to be great at telling you um, how they, what their integrity is, if they truly are decision makers, and if they... Um, know really what to do in situations that they're unsure of and do they collaborate with others number nine when you have performed a task without when have you performed a task without pre-existing experience working on types of tasks that are outside of a job description is kind of scary to some people and some people are just kind of that uh, it's not my job kind of thing um, when you ask this, I would probably reword it and say, have you ever done anything outside of your job duties in your last workplace? And it'll tell you if they have any initiative and, um, you know, it'll also give you an insight on what the last workplace was like. So maybe they were, um, in a, in a negative workplace that didn't allow that type of growth. And this is somebody who maybe has never given the chance and, I know I'm diving deep into this, but you know, when somebody comes from a negative workplace that never gave them a shot at the next steps, it's always, it always feels really good to be able to be that person that gives them that shot. And maybe it's that, you know, I can fix this person kind of thought, but you know, I'm just rambling on here. <laughs> Number 10, explain your largest failure at work. How did you learn from this experience? This is amazing. Uh, this last question I will typically ask after the tell me who you are kind of bit. Um, this gives you a good idea on their resiliency. 
it gives you a good idea on how they learn from their mistakes and what do they consider their largest failure. So those were 10 questions that you can ask. I know it went on quite a bit, um, but ultimately at the end of the day, what's important in your interviews and what's important and in choosing the right person for your team, it's going to make the world of a difference. You're going to spend hours of your day with this person. Hire people you like. Hire people that you know match well with the rest of your employees and that will get the job done. Someone you can rely on. Now, are you going to have all-stars on every single spot of your team? Probably not. But you are looking for those people that can be positive about life and that can come into work in a great mood and lift the mood of others, including your guests and yourself. It's going to make everyone's life so much better if you just hire correctly. That's all I got for today, y'all. Thank you for listening to my ramblings. I appreciate and love every single one of you. Um, If you want to reach out to me, this is my email address. It's T-H-A-I-L-U-R-K at gmail.com. That's Tyler K at gmail.com. I look forward to the next one. See y'all.